0: Papa is brought to you by just some podcast video. The views on this podcast are those solely of the host and do not represent the views or opinions of any other institution. Welcome to Nurse Papa, a podcast from the heart and mind of a pediatric oncology nurse and father. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a story of parenthood, or I tackle a parenting question from one of my loyal listeners in a segment called Dear Nurse Papa. In either case, I hope to come out on the other side with a better understanding of what makes kids and their parents tick. So, Papa, are you still making that podcast thingy? Actually, I am, sweetie this is the second episode of the nurse papa podcast wow that's a lot papa well it's a start what's this episode about it's about you your brother and momo momo do you remember momo sweetheart yes papa i do are you ready to hear momo's story yes papa all right sit tight let's go momo's revenge how two parents wean their kids and themselves from the almighty pacifier every action has an opposite and equal reaction states newton's third law of motion this seemingly simple yet deceptively complicated tenet is one of the backbones of modern physics i admit i had to google that famous phrase in order to remind myself that it was Sir Isaac Newton who first penned it. I never studied physics in school. To my abstract brain, the numerous laws and equations germane to this hard science always seemed well beyond my intellectual capacity. It was a hard science after all. Even in the real world, when the solution to a physics-like problem is right in front of me, I cannot be moved. I do not care enough about the logical path to that solution to want to understand it. It was not until I became a parent that I did actually become interested in physics, and specifically, in the laws of motion. Newton! Just like celestial objects moving through space, or a simple apple falling from a tree, children are also bound by the laws that this dude with a cool-ass mullet came up with. Wow! Kids are so complicated, and also so unexpectedly reactive. Oh, yeah. Just when you think you're getting a handle on them, they develop in a different direction than you anticipated, and you have to start all over, all that kid R&D just down the goddamn drain. There have been times, however, when my wife and I have managed to make a parenting choice that actually seems to, well, work. It works real good, until it doesn't. The real truth about most children is that, for the most part, they really only change when they are ready to change. When parents get impatient and try to force a change which they desire, there is almost always an unexpected and unwanted kid reaction. Every action upon our children has an opposite and equal reaction upon their parents. Both my kids are orally fixated. For some reason, having something in their drooly mouths calms them down. For my daughter, it was a rubber pacifier which she named Momo. That girl loved Momo more than life itself. Momo was the shit. She never went anywhere without him, or her. Actually, because she would predictably lose Momo on an almost daily basis, Momo was a series of many pacifiers that she coveted like Gollum did his precious until each would inevitably find itself abandoned in the gutter or in the middle of a dusty crosswalk, and then replaced by another. Goodbye, old Momo. Hello, new Momo. Looking good, bro. Sadly, we don't possess one single photograph of our little girl when she was under the age of three without some version of that fucking piece of rubber between her lips. Momo. My son, however, is a true oral purist. No synthetic rubber for that guy. He was not alive in this world for more than five minutes before he stuck his cute little thumb in his cute little mouth. And lordy, it was a match made in heaven. By the time he was a one-year-old, he had precision-molded that swollen, mildewy-smelling thumb to sucking perfection in the upper region of his palate, and neither thumb nor boy was looking back. I am embarrassed to admit that, initially at least, we encouraged this behavior with both our kids. I recall very clearly a moment when my daughter was only a few weeks old, and screaming her head off at three in the morning. Nothing was working. Not the bouncy yoga ball trick, not her mom's breast, and definitely not the first four of the five fucking S's, which we were absolutely promised were foolproof. Ugh. In that moment, as my daughter's high-pitched scream echoed off the walls of the bedroom and back towards my dull forehead, I picked up that thus unused pacifier, not yet dubbed Momo, put it gently in her mouth, and held it there. She struggled for a few seconds trying to eject this new stranger in her mouth, but then it happened. The first virgin suck, then another, and another. Squish-cluck, squish-cluck, squish cluck it was rhythmic and it was peaceful yes i got my baby hooked i was the pusher of a drug named momo at first it was all good we loved our baby girl we did tummy time we rocked her and i even sang acapella song versions of my favorite emo bands to her when we were tired or needed a break we always called in Momo to do the heavy lifting. Momo in, baby out. Netflix on. All was right with the world. Of course, nothing lasts forever. My daughter's dentist, who resembles the human version of a Disney cartoon princess, except with shiny braces on her teeth, was audacious enough to suggest that our beloved Momo would eventually mess up our daughter's mouth. She would have an overbite or an underbite. Some kind of bite. Unconvinced, I asked the princess if I could see her diploma from dental school. She pointed smugly to the wall behind me. The framed paper said something about magna cum laude, whatever. The verdict was in, though. Momo, who felt just like a family member to us, was not long for this world. This was a hard choice. Remember, Momo was indeed the shit. And there were also so many shows we still needed to watch on Netflix. Momo was more than a pacifier to us; she was a pacify her. We weren't ready to let go of those peaceful moments. We had even imagined that our dear Momo possessed a distinctive voice that sounded vaguely like that of Marlon Brando's Godfather character. I'm gonna make him an awful Gravely voice or not. According to our Disney princess-turned-Satan dentist, Momo had to go-go. No problem. We were basically like deities in this family of ours, not full-fledged gods, but certainly not mere mortals without agency. Whatever we chose to give, we could also choose to take away, without any repercussion or lip, right? Um, no, not right. It turns out that our daughter did not want Momo to go at all. No, 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 no. She no, wanted him oh no, so badly. Please, not only no. did she fight us tooth and tongue every time we tried to abscond with Momo in the middle of the night. She taunted us mercilessly with him when she was awake. She would cockily stroll around the house in her diaper with Momo clicking and squishing in her mouth while also sporting three or four other Momos of the past upon her free fingers. She would wave those disgusting pacifiers in our faces, trying to pacify us, as she cheekily talked around the one which was thrust into her little mouth. We needed a new game plan which did not involve thinking we were gods. Hmm? Eventually, we were able to free our daughter from the cult of Momo, but I'm not proud of how we did it. The brilliant innovation came from my wife, who sports a great deal of ingenuity when she must solve a problem in front of her. She began showing our daughter pictures on her phone of people with horrible teeth and mouth hygiene. I mean really horrible, teeth yellowed and moldy, jutting in each and every direction like a 50-car crash on some frozen Nebraska highway. My wife called this condition snaggletooth. Our daughter was at first understandably horrified. Would Momo actually do such a thing to her mouth? No! Momo loved her. She loved Momo. Momo was the shit. It did not take long, though, for the snaggle-tooth reconditioning project to pay off. Soon, our little one would actively request viewings of various snaggle-teeth to stave off her intense Momo cravings. Each image, just like an electrical shock would once again set her on the right path. And it worked. Her need for Momo diminished rapidly, but so went with it her basic ability to cope with the many tragedies of toddlerhood. With Momo on her side, she could handle anything life threw at her. Diaper change? No problem. I got Momo right here in my mouth. Bedtime? Sure thing, Papa. Momo is sure tired too. Eat your broccoli? Oh, yes. Momo appreciates a well-rounded diet as well. Without Momo on her side, though, everything became harder for her, and for us, too. Everything was a process, and often a fight. Just as we had unwittingly ignored the implications of bringing Momo into her life, we had also been ignorant to how his absence would affect her. Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. With my son, The situation was even more complicated. We could not simply take his thumb away. Trust me, I checked. We would be arrested, and our kids would be put in the custody of the state. The long arm of the law does not look kindly upon parents who amputate their children's fingers. With that option unavailable, we opted to apply a foul-tasting lacquer to the nail of his gross thumb every morning. It was so sad to watch my beautiful boy stick his pink thumb into his mouth, only to receive an unexpected and unwanted bitter reward. But it also worked. He almost immediately stopped sucking his thumb. Yay for parents! Unfortunately, the opposite reaction was far from equal. Once he no longer had his thumb, he turned into a real asshole. I love him more than anything still. But he hits, he screams, he bites, and he struggles in a sincere Krav Maga fashion with every single fucking diaper change. Life is hard with this boy of ours at the moment, and we absolutely did it to ourselves. Just last night, he woke at three in the morning screaming, I want a tasty treat in my mouth. It took many minutes to calm him down, and we all knew that what he really wanted and needed in his mouth was the comfort of his thumb. What lessons may be drawn from these tragic stories which I have spun? it's complicated i don't wish to suggest that parents cease making decisions for their kids which they deem important and for their greater good parenting is all about making decisions for our kids thousands a day really without any real assurance that what we are doing is the right thing parenting is a leap of faith that as long as our intentions are good and our hearts are open These decisions will lead us and our kids to a better and happier place. You can't question every choice, but you can remain open and aware of the implications of these choices. And if you're lucky, make needed adjustments when your well-thought-out plans go awry. By now, my daughter has forgotten all about Momo, and my son, still going through it all, no longer sucks his thumb. I miss them both, though. I will always remember how cute my son would look with that bloated thumb sticking halfway out of his mouth, and how the act of sucking it brought him to an almost zen-like place. Momo, too, was a time in our life that I cherish, but that will never return. As much as Momo represented a problem which our parenting had caused, I loved him. Momo was indeed the shit. Remember Nurse Papa is also a book. Within it, you'll find stories that might just change how you look at life and indeed parenting. Nurse Papa has been my labor of love, but it offers much more than my own perspective. You'll learn from the voices of seasoned nurses, some of my young patients, and these patients' parents, each adding their own personal perspective about love, life, death, and learning. Nurse Papa is now available for purchase on Amazon and other bookseller sites. Please consider picking up a copy and, when you're done, leaving a public review on Amazon, Goodreads, or anywhere else where people go to find meaningful books. Thank you so much for your support, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Nurse Papa Podcast.